God bless every last one of you. And I'm praying that all is well with you and yours as always. Tonight we're talking about are there any truly good people? Let's start with what Prophet Jeremiah said. We know we've heard that before. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, Jeremiah 17, verses 9 and 10. The heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, examine the mind. I test the heart to give each according to his way, according to what his actions deserve. In Luke, let's see, Luke, let's see here. Let's go and look. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we got here. Oh my goodness. Before we get to Luke, let's go to let's go to mm-mm. Galatians. Yeah, let's go to Galatians 5, 19 through 26. Let's go, well, let's go 5, 16 through 26. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit and the spirit desires what is against the flesh these are opposed to each other so that you won't do what you want but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law now the works of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality moral impurity promiscuity idolatry sorcery hatreds more than one type of hatred Strifes, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Will not, will not. Hello everyone, how are you doing? But the spirit, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now we hear all the time about how 
I'm a good person. You heard somebody say that. I'm a good person. I have never done anything wrong. I never lied. I never cheated. I never smoked. I didn't commit adultery. I didn't fornicate. I didn't do all of these things that they say they are good. And maybe they didn't. Just like even in Matthew uh, 19, uh, 16 through 22, you remember? The the uh rich the rich young ruler who had kept all of the commandments, all of the law, all six hundred and thirteen of them from his youth, and he told Christ that he had done so, and the Lord said, Yeah, that's you know, he said, Well go and sell everything that you have and, and give the proceeds to the poor. Now of all that goodness of keeping every bit of those laws, he wasn't good enough. <laughs> to give up his stuff and follow Christ. Now, even in all of our goodness, and we know that there's some things we just won't ever do, some things we might have done, but everyone has a, I won't do. And even in our, 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 our best state, Praying, fasting, all of these things, giving to the poor, taking care of the widows and the orphans. All of a sudden, we could have an envious moment, even with our own loved ones, with our own friends. We could have an a, a angry moment. We can say something in our minds. And if we don't repent of it, it'll go into our spirits. That's where the... the uh, Paul was letting us know what the works of the flesh are. Those impure things, those thoughts that we have. Uh, uh, Prophet Jeremiah was letting you know that your heart is desperately wicked. There is nobody good. Except they come in contact and in a relationship with a loving and good God. That may sound harsh to people. When we have our thoughts and our our beliefs and our, our preferences. How dare you say that I'm not good? That's what the word says. We're not. We're absolutely not without him. Even if we do good things, even if we keep every law, say that even in the natural. You know, some people, we, we, we have a tendency to drive two miles over the speed limit. You still broke the law. If you drive uh, uh, 15 miles over the speed limit, it's no difference than to uh, if the law uh, officer want to uh, stop you for the two miles, you're just as guilty as the one who went 15 miles over. But what if you kept every bit of the laws? You studied them all and you knew them all and you didn't break one. But then when the law enforcement officer came to speak to you and, and you were having a bad moment and you rolled your window down, what do you want? What are you talking to me for? I pay your salary. Now someone would say, no, that's just uh, uh, you was having a bad moment. But if you used to doing that, you just having fits of anger. That person didn't do anything to you. The scripture says that's, that's works of the flesh. How are you, Evangelist Ann? And I think I saw someone else come in. And I'm, hi, Janet. How are you, beautiful? I'm glad to see you all. But that's what the, the, the scripture was saying. It was just saying that 
if we do all of these things and we have hatred, we do sorcery. See, a lot of people like to pick and choose which, uh, uh, <laughs> which uh, fruits of the, the flesh or the workings of the flesh that they want to choose. Which sins are worse than the other. And the, the word is trying to show us we don't have to have that stuff. When we have gotten into a relationship with the Lord, you can actually tell somebody, I'm not a sinner. I'm not doing any of those things. I'm not living according to my flesh because I know if I get into my flesh, some stuff can come out. And you might not even realize it until you put to that, that position. And then you probably do. And that's why you don't stay there. You have to get in a relationship with the Lord. He, he will take care of all those things because he doesn't deal with the flesh. He doesn't work in the flesh. Even though he came down in the flesh, he never operated from it. I understand it makes good movies and it makes people feel good to realize that even Christ was tempted to sin, making excuses for our flesh. There is none with him. He has, there's no excuses we can give him for that. Because he made a way for us not to live there. That's what he told us. What did he say? He said that the fruit of the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, the way you know you have him dwelling inside of you, the way that you know that he's in control. And the Holy Spirit is so gentle. He's not going to force himself because he's still God. People say, what? That's God? Yes. God told you he's a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He's still God. Christ is still God. The body was flesh. Yes. He came down to dwell in flesh to get us back in a relationship with him. Why did he love us so much to create mankind in the first place? He didn't have to. He had angels and all of these. But he created us to be able to have a likeness. He put out his likeness in us. He didn't have to do it. He chose to do it. How loving God that is. And he wants us to be good. So yes, there can be some truly good people. Absolutely. But they are those who are following after the works of the Lord. After his, his pattern, his standard. You can't just dwell in all of the hatefulness and the jealousies. You cannot say you walk in, in the spirit and you have jealousy in you. And we don't need to be struggling with this stuff all the time. When we give everything over to the Lord, there's no reason. And, and I'm just going to have to say it, ladies. We know it's true. Ladies have a tendency to have that the enemy play with us with that a lot. Not all of us, but we do. We've seen that. You can walk into a room. All of a sudden, a, a, a young lady come in, whether she's older than us or not, still a young lady to the Lord. She's looking good. She's not even thinking about trying to flaunt anything. She's beautiful. Uh, uh, everything is in order. And all of a sudden, you will see somebody, at least one woman, uh, hmm, for no reason. The lady did nothing. 
or they won't say anything. They look at her from head to foot because they now jealous of something that she is. She didn't do anything to anyone but be who she is. You don't even know if she's hurting inside, had a bad moment or whatever, but she still loves who she is. And if she just walked in the room, then they start comparing, wanting to know how much, uh, uh, what size your dress is, what size your pants is, what size this and what. Just tell the lady that she looks good. Tell her that she's beautiful. And you will get what you're looking for because you're looking for attention for yourself. Just say it. Just be nice to someone else and you will see them be nice to you. What you sow out, you're going to get back. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. God's going to cause men to pull into your bosom. Why do people just think that's about money? And if they read it, they didn't say that. Come on here. I'm good. I'm a good person. I didn't do anything to anybody. You hear people say that. And all of a sudden they're hating you in their heart. They're speaking real, real lovingly. Oh, they're so kind. Oh, anytime you call them, they're there to help you. And then in their heart, they really didn't want to do it. I wish somebody else would do that. Why they always calling me? And then we so good that we want all the attention for ourselves and, and not even giving the Lord his time and his place and his presence in our lives because we too needy. No one can be an extension of Christ because you want all of the attention. Is there really anybody good? Can we really be good, Lord? Not outside of you. We all, if we tell the truth, <laughs> there is no way there's anybody truly good 100% of the time without the Holy Spirit. It's just not going to happen. Even if they they are uh, a generous, generous givers, generous givers who choose where they're going to give. Now, if they were good, they would give to everyone who was in need. That the Lord have was able to use them for now, because the Lord is not going to just have them to throw their stuff away. No. But why is it that there is so much, what we call it, philanthropy? That uh, philanthropists that give so much, but yet there's still so many other needs. So many other things that could be done. You have multi-billionaires that would uh, uh, give billions for paintings, and that's wonderful. We need that. Art. Music, God gave us those abilities. And then some would give, you know, um, to animals. Sure. But what about to people you don't like and don't like you? What about that? Why do we have to go into certain places in the world? And then we got to have everybody know we did that. What about your neighbor down the street that you don't even speak to? How do you know they don't have a need? 
And if they do have a need, and you have the means, are you going to give it to them? Or are you upset because they have more than you do? They, uh-uh, they don't really need my help. Or they were just ugly to me. They, they talked down to me. And let's just go there. <laughs> they don't like black people. Or they don't like white people. Help us, Lord, really. When we really become good, we would see family. We would see people like he sees them. Family. Doesn't matter where they came from. Doesn't matter their eclectic accents like mine. It doesn't matter if they they uh, don't roll their R's or they don't curl their R's when they write and cross the T's correctly and they don't know the past from the present participle. They don't have the uh, distinguished grammar. They don't speak English properly. (laughs) All of these things. So if we're really good, why aren't we loving people? Love is hard. It's absolutely hard and absolutely completely impossible without the Holy Spirit. Oh, I know. I'm, I, I hear people say, you've got to be out of your mind. That girl has lost her mind. To love like God does, it is impossible without He living in us to do it. We can love family. But do you love all your family? Even if you love your family, not on your own. They could be nasty and rude to you talk down to you. You love them because, yeah, they're people, yes, and they're part of your DNA, and yeah, you love them, but you really don't love them. You cannot love people wholeheartedly without any, uh, how can we say it? Unconditionally, like the Lord says. You cannot without him. Because there's a condition. Well, the Lord has conditions too. So maybe that's where we get it from. Did y'all not know the Lord had conditions with his love? His relationship? He told us not to walk according to the flesh. He tells us that we, how we supposed to live to be in a relationship with him. And all of these things. And we cannot have hatred in our heart. So it does some standards to even being his family. He loves because he is love. But is he in the lives of everyone? Absolutely not. Where it says that. He's not going to be in everyone's life. He could be. If we let him be. He wants us to be. But unless mankind stop trying to be God. Everybody's not going to be in a relationship with him. And we're praying that that's true. If we're really good. Why is it then. That when. Someone thinks differently than us or they believe differently than us. Automatically, then we think we're better. Even though you know the true and the living God, that makes you more humble because it's he that drew us and not us to him. It is he that loved us enough to call us all and yet it was he that chose us. He said many are called and few are chosen. And if we love like the Lord and we were really good people, we would want everybody to know the truth. 
We will want them to know such a loving God that is willing to die and give up everything that we can have a relationship with him. And that is willing to forgive every one of every awful, ugly, vicious, nasty thing that we ever did and thought. And bring us into his family. If we were really good. Can we be really good? According to the scripture, yes. Didn't he say that I'm in you and you in me? Didn't he say that? When we have asked the Lord to become just that, our Lord, our boss. He become our standard. When we focus so much on him and his ways and how he wants to do things. We focus on how he was here on earth. And, and we're constantly talking to him. Because you all know that he's not limited to the 66 books. You do understand that, right? You do know that he refers us to these as case notes. To see what he did. And what he to remind us of what he's capable of doing. And, and to remind us of his standards. But when we're calling out to him in prayer. Those things we are asking him for. What we need right now for our situation is not written there. Yes, there's other people's situations there. And what if you have, uh, 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 your family member has a sickness that wasn't written here, then you, you didn't read it, so you don't believe in him? You're not going to talk to him for it? So when we see how good he is, even when the scriptures talk about if Christ, everything that he had done when he was here on earth in the 33, and six, 33 years and 6 months. If every miracle that he had performed was written down, not there wouldn't be enough books that could handle it. That tells you a lot. So it's not, he's not limited to what he did here. He continues to be God. He's so willing that we can be good. He was so humble that when they called him good teacher, he said, don't call me good. Is anyone good? <laughs> Nobody's good except the father. He was letting us know. How are you doing, Pastor Shelley and, and uh, Evangelist Ann and, and woman of God, Janet and whoever else there. I thank you all for stopping by and we having this conversation. But that's true. That's true. Let's, let's ask people that. If the Lord was trying to show us everything that we should do, how we supposed to act. And he wasn't even going to call himself good. And when he knows that he is, he's God. And then another moment he says, because you know he was telling this person this for a reason. Because he's trying to tell you, I'm the good shepherd. One moment he said, I'm not good. Why you call me good? He was letting him know, no, you trying to test me. He knew in that person's heart they didn't love him. They didn't like him. The Pharisees was out to destroy him. They were so jealous in their hearts about money and fame and getting attention. That's what it was all about. The Lord was taking their limelight. They were having people come to them. And now that the real deal was here, they were coming to God. Oh, they didn't like it. That was what was happening. The Pharisees were jealous. They hated him because he was 
and is, you know, that was was at that time for them because they not here. Because he was who he said he was. And you have people today angry with you in their heart, not telling you, jealous. Everything God does in you, they're jealous. They start trying to compete with you or they'll try to ridicule you. They'll try to limit you, try to put you in a box, make you small because that's where they feel. They got to come up with all kind of gidgets and gasmos and all of this stuff because they don't know the God that you do. They do good things, but their heart is not right. They're not good in their heart. And you are good in your heart because you've allowed the Lord to take over. You've asked him to be Lord. You've asked him to get you out of the way so that he can use you for his glory. Then you don't think about the things you used to do anymore. You don't talk about the things you used to anymore. You don't even hang around the same folks you used to. And some, in some cases, it may be even your family members. You can't do it. If they wanted to go away that you cannot go, you can't. I know it may feel uncomfortable. And they may talk about you. But really? Is that really going to uh, uh, bother you that bad? Is you going to step outside of your relationship with the Lord just because they're talking about you? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Goodness don't have time for that. Goodness will continue to pray for them, seeing their need to know the Lord. Goodness, a good person is going to want the best for somebody else. A good person is not going to try to shortchange or, 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 or keep somebody from being blessed. A good person is going to pray down all of this unnecessary separation. That the enemy is continuously trying to do. Because truly, you know what? Let's be honest. There will be no human being against another human being. Because of the skin tone or the, their accents. Their geographical uh, location from where they were from. There will be no prejudices. There will be no what we call racism. There's only one race. We all human. But you know what that means. No bias is nothing like that if the enemy was not able to use people to do it. It makes money for people to have uh, uh, what we call race wars. That's, that's a lot of money people are making off of that. Emotionalism off of people. Getting you all hyped up. Putting something in somebody's ear. Confusing people. Don't want people to be friends. When if we really are all good people. Like the good shepherd. Like the only way. The truth and the life. If we are really good like him. Then we would spot this mess and say I'm not having it. You had to be taught to hate somebody. Children, little children, don't care. They really are what we call colorblind. They couldn't care less what folks look like. They care what you act like. And we have to have the enemy to come in and teach children how to do that. To be ugly and afraid 
fear didn't come from the Lord. He said it. He didn't give us that spirit. That's a gift from the enemy. He gave us what? He didn't give us the spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of what? Love. A sound mind. He gave us power. He didn't make us fearful. And why is it so much fearfulness? Hatefulness. Ridicule. Even with all of the things the enemy trying to use, even the, the government where people were upset with one another. If this one didn't vote this way, that one didn't vote that way. If you don't like this party, you don't like that party, then you hate people for it. Or if this person took the, you know, uh, <laughs> the mandates and another person didn't, then all of a sudden they were creating a war. Got people actually coming against their own family members if that family member didn't do what they did. Are we really good? Well, mama, you're saying you love your family member, but if your family member didn't do what you were hearing that the the uh, uh, health, the who was telling you to do, that even outranked the presidents, I said presidents. <laughs> so don't try to come and say, you know, don't let the enemy, if you didn't like that one, you like this one or whatever, you're supposed to love them all. If you're really a good person, you love them all. You might not like that junk. You might not even agree with the junk, but you're still going to love them. You're going to pray for them that they get saved and delivered and that they will rule and, 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 and carry out their positions under the authority of the Most High God, that they listen to Him because we all are subjected to them. That's what we would be doing. We wouldn't be having all this mess we wouldn't be, oh, I can't talk to that one because <laughs> you know who they vote for. Uh, 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 all of these people are no good. Now, we do understand that if you love the Lord, you can look at policies. You can look at agendas. You can see what's the workings of the flesh in some of the laws that are being made. Oh, yeah, you don't even have to vote to know that. And so if you are the Lord's child, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to pray. Constantly pray. And then that becomes a, 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 a controversy. You having people now thinking that if you talk about the Lord, you talk about Christ, you talk about being a Christian, then you are enemy number one. Because you say the things that the Lord says. They say you're being too vicious, you're being too this, you're being too that. They said that about Christ. And he talks about holiness. He's telling you how it is to be for you to be in a relationship with him. He tells you about the standards of his kingdom. If you want to be in his kingdom, you're going to have to follow the rules. You're going to have to live by the standards of that kingdom. In order to be a United States citizen, Other, and even though you're born here, you still got to follow the standards of the land to not have to Get in trouble, be locked down, and all of these things. Are we praying for people to become good? Or are we so good we don't need to? Are we so good that we can do whatever we want to and it's okay? 
God understands. He understands my flesh. Nope. Sorry. Cannot. Flesh can't tear in his presence. That's what he said. We can say that because we're compassionate. Yes. And oftentimes our compassionate compassion is self. <laughs> we don't have much mercy and grace for anybody else. We have a lot for ourselves. We even try to doctor up the scriptures to fit ourselves because we have not gotten to the place where we can trust God enough to be God in our lives because we're so stuck on our stuff. We're afraid that we've gotten so used to it. It's become an addiction. It's become a habit that you're afraid that if you don't have it, then how am I going to function? We don't want to say it, but it's true. When we give up everything, and realize the poison of the enemy. We become really good. We become really good prayer warriors. We can become really good friends. We can become really loyal. Because we don't have secret agendas in our heart. We can allow people to make more money than us. And be okay with it. You got a lot of people I'm telling you. That's why a lot of businesses have gone out of business. People say they want to help you. You got to have customers. And I'm praying for business owners. I really am. That they'll be able to be blessed and be able to bless others all the way up until the time where the Lord allows for the enemy to do what is already written that he will eventually do. For a time period, you all know. I'm not even going to give him that tonight. So I'm praying for business leaders because you have people that say they're so good and yet they won't patronize your business or they will detour, deflect or have someone else uh, uh, who may be in the same line of work as you and they're supposed to be close to you. But no, you, you they, they start adding up with just how much you're probably going to make. And they cannot absolutely see you making that, not realizing how much cost you have. How much it takes for you to produce what you have to produce. And then you got to have enough money to pay the bills on top of that and then pay those who help you. They're not looking at that. They're just looking at the fact that you're making something that they are not. I don't, I'm hoping I'm helping somebody because I don't even know why he's going in that direction. But whomever it is that have the business, you have been hurt by folks who said they loved you. Got your back. And they were the very ones that were keeping people from coming to you. Keeping them, keeping you from being blessed. Then they talk about you not being blessed. You're just wasting your time. What are you doing that for? They did nothing to help you though. They're not doing anything to get you the customers that you need in order for your product to be out there or your service for you to be a blessing to someone. They're not doing that. But they're good people though. Let I, I, I hope I'm helping whoever it is that need this. The people who keep saying that they are good to you, good for you, have no goodness in their heart. Because if they had goodness in their heart, they wouldn't be jealous of you. 
talking about the things that you want to do. In your face, they're telling you they want to help and be a blessing. But then in their heart, it's not right. They really don't want you to succeed unless they succeed too. And if they succeed better than you, then it's okay if you succeed. But they're good people though. Good church-going, law-abiding citizens. We got some really good-hearted people, right? Or what about someone, the Lord has brought someone into your friend or your loved one's life. You knew it was the Lord. And again, we have to go to ladies because I don't know men that way to know if they do this or not. I don't think they run by uh, uh, operative emotion, on emotions. And if they do, they really need to pray because that's not what God gave them. They, he gave them logic as their strength, emotion, as women's strength. That's why the enemy tries to prey on our strengths to make it appear that it is a weakness. It is a gift. It is your strong. It's your footing. It's your foundation. He gave us emotion because we are receivers. We can receive from him and expand what we were given. So anyway, if you have someone, the Lord have brought a, 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 a husband to someone, a young lady. I have to go by the women's side, like I said. And then all of a sudden, your friend or your family would say, oh, he's so sweet. God bless you. Oh, I see God is doing this in your life. And the man really is called by God. The man really loves the Lord. And, and he loves this young lady. And he's not doing anything out of the way. He, as a matter of fact, he wants to get married soon because he wants things right. And he's always blessing her. Praying for her. Giving her gifts and all of these things. And that woman who supposedly be her bestie. Jealous in her heart. And not realizing that the enemy is using her. Anytime you allow jealousy to come, envy and strife is coming too. It's triplets. And they will always wreak havoc. It will tear up your relationship. It will make you untrustworthy. It will make you disrespectful. And others will disrespect you. It'll make you a liar because you, you may be telling the truth about everything else, but you can't say you truly have a pure relationship with that individual if you're jealous of them. You become a murderer in your spirit. I don't want her to be blessed. You won't say it, but it's in your heart. Your actions will begin to show it. You're going to be critical, judgmental on things. I don't think they need to be married right now. What they're trying to get married for. They must be sinning. Really? You sinning. That's in your spirit. And we have so many good people doing that. Why? That's the reason why a lot of young people have run off and got married to wrong people. Because older people are supposed to be teaching them the way. And if that person is not the right person, if say some person, young person is with someone that they don't need to be with. You are praying and you loving on that individual that is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And maybe they are not uh, uh, leading that in your loved one or someone you know in the right way. And you praying that the Lord bless that individual and you sincere in your heart because you are not a true good person. 
A good person is going to do good things all the time, whether somebody sees them doing it or not. And you're going to be praying for that individual truly. That the Lord bless them and use them. That they get an encounter with the Lord and know who he really is. And that their lives will reflect that love that they have now embraced. And then how do you not know that that individual will now become the right person for your loved one? Instead of just getting in the way and trying to be like God. That's what Satan always wants to be, like God. And when you are in a relationship with God, he says he's in you. You don't have to worry about trying to be like him. He's in you. Satan knows that Christ, he knows that God will never be in him. Ever. It's never going to happen. He lost all rights to be with the Lord. He lost it. did it on his own. But we as good people don't have to do that. We will see good. Even when we don't see good. What we mean by that? You are going to speak and see those things that be not as they already are. You're going to be blessing that person. I see you whole. I see you healthy. I see you loving the Lord. I see you with a pure heart. I see you kind. I see you gentle. I see you merciful. I see you strong. You're going to be speaking those things out to the Lord. You're going to be blessing that person in a relationship with the Lord because you good and you good indeed. You really good. Because the good one is in you. You're not going to be jealous if they excel. And they exceed where you are. You're going to be a true good person. You're going to be a really good friend. You're going to be a really good sister. You're going to be a really good brother. You're going to be a really good father and mother. Uncle and aunt. And all of these things. You're going to be really good because the really good one is in you. He's taking control of everything about you and you're loving it. You realize that if you let go at one moment at all, see, because he would never forsake you. He'll never leave you. He, even when he said he's going to send his comforter back, he was sending himself back. I hope y'all understand that. He said he would never leave us or forsake us. So if he was never going to leave us or forsake us, why would he send somebody else if it wasn't himself? He came back in who he really is, a spirit, where he can be at all places at all times. He said he came, the Holy Spirit would teach you into all things that the Lord wants you to know. And then he said he will bring that back to your members. But then you got to understand that when he was here in the body of Christ, what did they always call him? Teacher. Rabboni. Rabbi. He was the great high priest. He was the great physician. Everything about him is great. And he came back. He gave us himself in the spirit, the personage of himself, his Holy Spirit. He said he forgive us of everything, every sin we ever committed, except blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray. Let's be good indeed. Allow the good one that's inside of us to rule and reign and shine through us. We all know that it's really true when you don't get this uh, envy. 
about people. Always trying to get attention because you don't realize you got attention. Christ sees us when nobody else is looking. He knows what's inside of us when we can fake it to everybody else. People can say what they want to you, tell you that they love you and act like they do. And, can, and you won't even be able to detect that they don't because actions prove whatever you feel, supposedly. You got great actors. But when you're really good, everything you do is authentic. You don't have to be seen. You will let somebody shine. Even if they can't take you with them, you know they still love you. That's the way it is when you're a really good person. You want the best for them. You don't want people talking about them. You don't want them to be lacking, especially if you love them. You're going to do whatever it takes for them to be where they need to be. And that's what God did for us. He died so we could be with him. That we can be an extension of him for those who don't know him. So when someone says, is anyone truly good? And yes, the scripture says that our hearts were desperately wicked. Who could even understand it? King James Version says, who could know it? Which means understand it. Nobody but God, because he knows the intents and the contents of our heart. But when we allow him to be who he is, our hearts are good. And it's very good. When he take us from where we were, bondages of sin and doubt and shame and, and wondering why you keep slipping into stuff. Slipping means when you you tripped up in it. I'm not talking about willingly head first going in it. Then all of a sudden you feel bad for a moment. Then you want to uh, uh, pray and fast and, and speak in tongues and cast out demons on everybody else to make yourself feel good for what you know you did on your own. We're not talking about that. When you're really good, you don't even want to do that anymore. That's not a part of you. No one can even tempt you in something that's not a part of you. You won't be saying that the Lord tempts you into anything evil. He can't be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone to do evil. He will test us, though. That means when he's given you a lesson, he's prepared that, that lesson for you, all that he's taught you, and the Holy Spirit has brought back to your remembrance. Now it's testing time. Did you uh, 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 comprehend the lesson? Did you retain what was taught and shown to you? Are you able now to act that thing out? Are you able to live it out? You give an illustration. Are you able to do that now? That's your testing. He will test what you know. But he'll never tempt you into anything evil. And the enemy all wants to use people and say that Christ was tempted in all ways like us. And they stop right there. They want to make it seem like because you sin and he sinned. No. He was tempted in every way that human can be. Because Satan is stupid like that. And God being God told him <laughs> straight up. Get behind me Satan. Every time he tested him or uh, even to bow down to him with his stuff. Mm -mm. Only God you're supposed to serve. 
get behind me even when he's trying to tempt him with his, when he's hungry. Uh-uh. Man don't live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Get stepping. All of these things anyway with the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. That's the areas, all the areas that man can be tempted in. So they want to try to say that, oh, he was tempted in sexuality. Some was trying to say he was tempted in homosexuality. Everything that they are doing, they wanted to put it on God because they want to make it right. It's not going to be right. Maybe right to you, but it's not right to him. But when we become really good like him, if we want to be in a relationship with him, we're talking about those who want to be in a relationship. We're not talking about those who don't know him yet. We're not talking about those who want to be in another world, live in another world, and live according to different standards. We're talking about those who have a desire to be like him. Then you are going to ask him to allow you to be like him. You're going to allow the good one to make you a good person. A really, truly good person. You hear people say all the time, you know, they're really a good person. They're so kind. And there really are some people who are really kind, respectful. You don't see them cheating you out of money. They're not cheating on their spouses. They're all this kind of stuff. They're not lusting all this. Very good. But somewhere in there, if they don't, they don't have a relationship with Christ, their heart is not pure. And he said it. He cannot lie. Maybe they're envious. Maybe they are jealous. Maybe they are strifeful in the spirit. You don't know it. You don't see that. He does. So let's pray. Let's pray for our leaders. We have to do that. Lord is going to judge the church first. That's his bride. <laughs> he's judging her first. And he's judging our governments. We already know what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to speed up prophecy. We know where he's trying to go with it. Let's pray for more souls to come into the kingdom of God. That even if they have to suffer through some of these things, that they can endure to the end and come go back with him. The Lord says he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. He cannot lie. It doesn't matter with all these minds, brilliant minds want to talk about how long the world the world has been in existence and all of this other stuff to take God out of his place. We don't have time for this. Don't hate them because they feel that way. We, When you see in the spirit realm, you'll understand why they feel that way. It's fleshly. It makes the flesh feel good. The flesh don't want to suffer. The flesh don't want to be hurting. It wants what it wants. It's a brat. So when you see all of these things and, and regardless of how much education they have and degrees behind their name, if they don't have a relationship with the Most High God, you already know where it's coming from. A fleshly place. So you being a good person is going to pray for them. You're going to love on them. You can't force them to believe what they want to believe anyway. They're going to choose to do that on their own. They gotta. The Lord is not even going to force us to be with him. And he doesn't want us to force them. He did tell us to talk about him, though. He did tell us to talk about his kingdom. And that's what we do. Live his kingdom. Show people how loving he is. But don't take down on his standards because they want you to fit in. Don't want you to tell the truth. 
You just, you just too harsh. You just not politically and socially and emotionally correct. Absolutely right. I'm wholly correct. I'm from a different nation. I'm from a royal priesthood. I'm peculiar. And peculiar is a wonderful thing when it's in the kingdom of God. You don't act like that world. You don't live by that standard. You still love though. When they hate, you love. When they're envious, you are trustworthy. You are jealous of no one. You're not trying to undercut anybody. The Lord can look at you and smile. He knows your conversation is always going to be pleasant, whether somebody looking at you or not. He knows that your, your prayers are really coming from a pure heart, not just you talking, you sounding simple because he's looking in your heart and what's coming out your mouth is not adding up to that jealous and envy and strife inside your heart and he's closing his ears to you because, no, he knows that you are pure. You allow him to use you for his glory. You are his bride indeed. Your dress is looking real good without any spots on it or wrinkles. And it can be so. And it is so. Because you love him. And you allowing him to allow it to be so. I want to thank all of you wonderfully, truly good people. For being who you are. I thank you for allowing the Lord to use you. Even when you, you feel like, I, I, I'm not all that. Yeah, you are. You love him. Yes, you are. You are asking him to take complete control of your life. And when you have a bad moment or bad thought, you say, Lord, just take over. Don't let ever let go of me. I never want to be out of your presence. I never want to be loosed. You're a truly good person. I thank God for you. I love you with all of my heart. And I'm praying for you and cheering you on as you live your life and allowing the Lord to live through you. More importantly, as always, I'm going to tell you this. God loved you first, and he sure enough loves you best. God bless you all. Good night.